My, my wife, you know, you saw her up here and she's really nice and oh, she's so cute and oh, you know, I'm so glad to see you. And, you know, that's my wife. I absolutely love Chantal and she completely loves me. Don't mess with her man. Some young lady one time decided that she was going to walk upon me and just hold my hand, you know. Some of y'all are shaking your head because if you know my wife, you know, that was not a pretty sight uh, for that young lady. But even as protective of me <laughs> that my wife is, I want you to understand that when those babies were born, y'all, things went to a whole nother level. She's so protective of our children. And that's a love. That's the way that a mom is supposed to be. You know, because there are many predators out there today. There are many people out there who don't have your children's best interest in hand. And so I love it. I love it. I love being married to her. I love the way she takes care of our children. I love the way uh, that she is raising them. And they, as a result, love her. And everybody knows you don't mess with Chantal Beresford's children. And so here in the text, John chapter 2, verse 13 through 17, we find Jesus being very protective. In other words, another word that we can use is very passionate or very zealous. Someone say zealous. In fact, the Bible actually declares, it says uh, in the text, it says in verse 17, his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Jesus was very zealous for the house of God. And on this Vision Sunday, I just wanted to show up and encourage us around the concept of be, the importance of being zealous, the importance of being passionate about God's house. Now we find that the text picks up uh, here in John chapter 2 with Passover. Someone say Passover. Passover, Passover was a Jewish feast that they celebrated that started in the Old Testament. And what had happened, it was twofold. The first aspect of Passover, really quickly, was that in the Old Testament, uh, there was a time when God sent Moses to deliver the children of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And so there were a series of plagues that God sent to Pharaoh because Pharaoh would not let God's people go. And the last one was really serious. The last one was horrid. I can't even begin to think uh, if we were there what that truly was to look like. Where God was going to take all of the firstborns, kill all the firstborns of the children that were there who did not have the blood of a lamb on their doorpost. And there's so much significance to it, uh, which we're going to look at at a later date. Uh, but this Passover, so, so the children of Israel, they were commanded to put blood over the doorpost. And when they put blood over the doorpost of their house, that when this death angel came, it would go past their house and would not be in a position where their children would be killed. And so not only, not only, uh, so Passover was this, was this feast and was this celebration that took place after God ended up delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt by the hand of Moses. And so, uh, so they were to continue to commemorate this thing, not only to point back to that which happened, but also to point forward uh, to the fact that God delivered them out of Egypt. So, you know, and some of y'all are looking like, oh my gosh, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound kind. That's the God that I serve. Are you serious? God is like, you know, let me just give you news. Can I give you a news flash? God is not Burger King. You can't have him your way. Come on, somebody. Fact of the matter is that a lot of us, the God that we've created is an idol. 
Because it's not the God of the Bible, it's the God of our drive-through. Man, I'm about to run around this place. And so this is the God. And so he tells them that they are supposed to do this. And significantly or prophetically, what, takes, what is taking place through their celebration of Passover, it's simultaneously pointing to the time when Jesus would come as Matthew, uh, as Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 lets us know, Jesus would come and be the fulfillment of Passover. Someone say, Jesus fulfilled it. So this lamb that they were to kill and put its blood on the doorpost was significant of the fact that as Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 talks about Jesus is the lamb. So when you hear us singing about Jesus is the lamb and, 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 and all this and the lamb that was slain for the, for the sins of the world, this lamb in the Old Testament that they killed during this feast and during this celebration was to signify or point them to the fact that Jesus would come and that his blood would be spilled and that through his his blood that we would be able to have life and life more abundantly somebody say i'm thankful for the blood and so this passover celebration was that which they were supposed to uh, participate in and and this is what we find taking place this is the scenery uh this is the scenery we find them here in the story participating in passover now something is taking place here in the temple someone say the house the Bible says that Jesus showed up and the feast of the Passover was at hand. And it says, and Jesus went into Jerusalem and in the temple, it says, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and money changers sitting there and making a whip of cords. He drove them all out of the temple. And so what we find happening here is in the temple is where the Jews used to come and make these sacrifices. These sacrifices, the, the Passover celebration, they had a meal, yes, at their house that comprised of cups of wine and, and, uh, and, and, and a lamb that was seasoned with bitter herbs and all of these sorts of things. And all of this was a part of the Passover celebration. And now in order for them to make these sacrifices, they would go to the temple and in the temple, uh, in order to pay taxes, they couldn't pay with the Roman money. So they had to exchange the Roman money in order to get the money of their people in order to buy the sacrifices and the things that were necessary for them to participate in Passover. And you know how entrepreneurs are and people of that nature. When they saw this thing, when they saw uh, this opportunity where people were going to need to exchange money and when they saw this opportunity where people were going to need to purchase items, they decided to to set up shop in God's house and to tax the people above and beyond and to take advantage of many who were poor. And so Jesus, when Jesus shows up, Jesus shows up and he says, hold up a minute, man. This is not what God established his house for. This is not what God established the temple for. In fact, in the temple is what was known as the Holy of Holies. Someone say the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies, this is so deep, man. I, there's so much to unpack. I'm not going to go that deep into it. But therein was where the presence of God was, was dwelling among the people. Someone say God's presence. 
And so when they would come and they would make these sacrifices through these priests and the priests would be making sacrifices, this was done in God's presence at that time. And they didn't recognize that the, that, that while they were making sacrifices in a place that God's presence dwelled, they didn't even know that God was walking among them. They didn't understand that Jesus, who was God in the flesh, Jesus, who those sacrifices pointed to, was actually walking among them. Isn't it crazy that religion often, this is what religion does, bad religion blocks Jesus. And so Jesus can be in your midst, but you're not experiencing him. And the reason why is because you're so focused on the rituals that were supposed to point to him. My God. And so here in the text, we find this Passover taking place. And so Jesus shows up and he finds people being taken advantage of. Jesus cares about people. Jesus is passionate about people. And Jesus was not happy about the fact that they were being overtaxed and that these people were showing up for profit. Now, you know, I, I want you to understand that uh, this is, this is, so when we're talking around vision today and we're talking about the, the, the vision of our house i want you to understand that this is such a significant passage because essentially what was happening here is that jesus was getting upset brian and the reason why he was upset is because the vision that god had for his house was being usurped or there was an attempt to overturn what god the vision that god had designed for his house and for his people god designed that place where people could come and experience the presence and the power and the forgiveness of god but the people who were there that were so focused on their religion and their religiosity they were focused on all of this to the point where this place that they were supposed to experience god's presence that jesus later says in Matthew 21 because this happens this same scenario happens again this one was after Jesus's first miracle but the next one happens in Matthew 21 right before he goes to the cross and Jesus says that they have made his house a den of thieves and before I go any further, I just want to call our attention to the fact that God's house today, I mean, look at the condition of God's house, that people, that many of us are so religious and we're so focused on what's in it for me, the with him, we used to call it in sales, you know, what's in it for me. We show up to God's house and we don't care about others. We're just looking to make a profit. We're just looking when we come to God's house to get what it is that we want. Are they singing my song today? Are oh, they didn't sing my song, you know, I, and we leave out here mad come on somebody you know exactly what i'm talking about because they didn't sing our music but when you come to god's house with a focus not just on yourself but we didn't just show up to make profit but we came to be a prophet to somebody and to show them that there is life that is beyond where they are and that only happens when we change our focus and our mind and it's a lot of pimps in the pulpit can i talk about it today that prostitute the people of god for their own gain y'all you're looking at me like did you just say that yes it's a lot send me your ten thousand dollar seed and i'm gonna send you this miracle oil that i bathed in for three days and this sackcloth that i put in my drawers and then i took out and then i put it in again so that made it extra anointed and then put it under your pillow and you're gonna have a breakthrough the devil is a liar come on y'all don't act like you didn't see those tell them those people on the tv 
And we, we try to pimp God's people to get out of them profit for our own gain. But Jesus showed up and he said, listen man, my, ho- my father's house is not a house, a den of thieves. My, my father's house is not supposed to be a house where there are people that are existing just for the sake of business, for the sake of getting gain for themselves. But my father's house is supposed to be a place where God's presence is experienced. Are you with me on this morning? And so, so, so going forward, I love this because note this, the house, the temple, this was the place in the Old Testament and up until Jesus showed up uh, that, that, that the presence of God dwelled. But you know what the good news is, y'all? You know, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm about to do a backflip. Uh, the good news is, the good news is that now the Bible declares and lets us know Jesus lived, Jesus went to the cross, Jesus died, and not only did he die, but he also rose from the dead. And you know what happened after he rose from the dead he sent something called the holy spirit somebody shout the holy ghost come on and the bible declares in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 and verse 19 it makes it clear paul asked the question do you not know that you are the temple of the holy ghost So the temple used to be in a place that was made with hands. The presence of God used to manifest in a place that was made with hands. But now, now, uh, now the temple is you and I. The temple are people who are professing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you have professed Christ, you are a temple. The temple is no longer. Jesus was zealous about this place. And I'm here to tell you that if we then therefore have the heart of Christ and if we We truly are zealous for his house. We're not zealous for a building. Come on, somebody. We're not zealous just about building funds. That's why we can show up in a movie theater. You know why we can show up in a movie theater? You know why we can show up in a place that was a club the night before and have church? You know why? Because where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. That means when I'm at home, if it's some believers there, that's church. Come on, someone. If I'm on my job and it's some believers there that's church it's church wherever believers are because we are the temple of the holy spirit come on somebody shout be the church I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So Jesus was zealous about the house and he was zealous about this thing. He was protective of the house. And so I want to tell you, if we have his heart, which is, as it says, and when when the disciples said in verse 17, zeal for your house will consume me, help me, Holy Ghost. uh, It says here that was them recollecting or remembering or reminiscing upon Psalm chapter 69, verse 9, where it's a messianic text. Someone say a messianic text. Messianic text means that that text back in the book of Psalm was actually prophesying about when the Messiah, when Jesus would show up and zeal or passion for God's house would consume him, would overtake him. It would be something that he would be consumed with. He he would love the house of God so much so that we find him when he walks into the house and we see Jordan that they are doing stuff that's aside from God's heart for the house that he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that it gets in order so this is 
why he shows up, man. And Jesus was about it, about it, y'all. He was not playing no games. That's why he rolled up in that piece. And he was like, yo, y'all are over here doing this stuff. And I'm to the place where I am not allowing y'all to mess up this house. And he shows up with a whip. And he starts turning over tables. Come on, somebody. He starts turning over tables. He starts driving people out. And because he was consumed with this righteous indignation, he was in a position where he was not going to allow this to happen. And I'm here to tell you that unfortunately we have become a church that has become so lukewarm and when I say we I'm not referring to serve city specifically but I'm referring to the church as a whole there are so many things that we have allowed the abuse of people like was taking place in that house but I wonder if there are one or two people I'm believing that serve city is going to be a church that says you know what not on my watch come on somebody no longer we are going to be voices we are going to be courageous just as Jesus was and we're going to be protective of God's house which is his people we're going to be protective wherever we are we are a people that is protective look at someone and tell them you ought to protect God's house come on tell them yeah 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 not on my watch the the buck stops with me and this is where Jesus was this is why he showed up you know and the fact of the matter is you know there are there are the enemy the enemy is so decisive divisive his desire is to divide God's people his desire is to get us to the place where we get off of our focus his desire is to get us to the place where the house of God continues on in evil things and this is why Jude chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 encourages is an encouragement to contend for the faith come on someone say contend for the faith contend for the faith that has been delivered unto the saints and i'm telling you all sorts of things in the name of the gospel have showed up today that we have allowed into our church where people are being abused they're being told they have to jump through all sorts of hoops and turn all sorts of backflips in order to encounter christ and that's why especially in north america i believe that we are not seeing the move of god as we're seeing in other countries come on somebody but we've got to get to the place where we are contenders for the faith where we say you know what we are no longer allowing the abuse of people we are going to stand up in God's house and we are going to make the decision that come hell or high water the vision that God has for this house is going to stand and is going to prevail and no demon and no devil and no imp is going to show up and overturn what God has said for this place you know, and Jessica, I've coined this the Jessica question. When Jessica and Dwayne came and, and they were kicking it with us, my wife and I, and we were hanging out and they were asking us, they were saying, you know, this vision is really cool and I love what God is doing at, uh, it has planned for Serve City, but how in the world is this going to be scalable? You know, and when most people think about church and they think about protection and they saw Jesus who was there and Jesus was the one that went in there and turned over the tables. Jesus was the one that went in there and did that. So that means that the pastor should be the only person that does these things but as i told you you know what we're known as we're known as the body of christ someone say the body of christ so that means that when people see us, that they see Jesus. Jesus is operating right now by the power of the Holy Spirit through his body. And that includes the pastor, but is not limited to the pastor. Can I help you to understand that the way that this vision is going to be scalable, the way that this vision that we have is not going to be tainted, is not just through me, but I wonder if someone understands that it's going to be through the people. Come on, somebody. It's going to be through people that say it's not just the pastor that's by 
about it, about it, but it's going to be me and I'm going to make my decision to pitch in and to be a part and not to allow wolves and people to come in in sheep's clothing. And I'm not going to allow divisive things to take place in the house to overthrow what God has called us to do. There's power in the people. Someone say power in the people. And so I'm closing, I'm closing. Jesus was zealous for the house and so much so that look at what he did. So we find here in the text, it says in verse 15, and making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. He poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. You know, the things that we would have looked at and said, oh my gosh, Jesus was squandering. No, Jesus was not squandering, but the lives of the people who were being abused, come on, were actually worth more than the money that was being overturned and many of us uh, our perspective our perspective on life uh, we, we've, we've, we've put more value in things that can come and go and we've lost sight of the things that really matter Jesus said you know what I care about people more than I do that money I care about people more than those birds and those oxen that were in there in fact Matthew chapter 6 lets us know when we look at the sparrows he says look at the sparrows they're taken care of and they don't even have to toil and they're taken care of and he says so much more if I take care of those sparrows how much more do you think that i'm going to take care of and love on you you mean more to god and people mean more to god and you know what that means i'm okay if we're labeled as that church oh it's that church that has homosexuals that come to that church it is that church that has people who are broken that come to that church doesn't that pastor know what that person did yes we are that church we are that church that loves everybody come on somebody we love lottie dottie everybody every single person needs Jesus and so it don't matter to me what you did it doesn't matter to me what you look like and I'm calling this a surf city it doesn't matter to us because Jesus died for every single person for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for God so loved black people for God so loved white people for God so loved homosexuals for God so come on somebody he loved the world if you're in the world then that means that God loves you and God died for you and you should have the opportunity to experience the love of God man I'm passionate someone say no that's an angry black man no I'm not angry I'm just passionate and I'm zealous about God's house and I'm tired of the mess that's been going on and I want to see some people transformed and delivered and that's only going to happen when we put aside our religious agendas and make the decision come hell or high water that we are going to be zealous for God's house. Look at somebody tell we that church. <laughs> yeah, I know that was in proper English. But we still that church. A powerful people. That's why that whip signified authority. It was, you know, that Jesus was saying, listen, I'm walking with authority. Come on, somebody. I'm showing up in there. I'm walking with authority. Look at somebody. Tell them you have authority. Come on. You know, some of y'all are looking for permission. You're wondering, you know, well, who's going to give me permission? No, here's your permission. You have authority. You know what your authority is? It's Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Before Jesus left, he said, but you shall receive 
power come on somebody when the holy spirit is come upon you and you will be witnesses for me in jerusalem and judea and in the uttermost parts of the world you received power you received exousia you received which is authority you received dunamis which is power that we have to be able to walk out that which god has called us to be able to be protectors of god's house to be able to be zealous to make sure that the love of god takes place and you know there are people and you look and you say well pastor but does that mean that we agree with this and does that mean that we agree with that and does that mean that we have no that doesn't necessarily mean that we agree with this or that but i'm here to tell you that i serve a god that my bible says in romans chapter 5 that while i was yet a sinner come on somebody uh, it wasn't when i had it all together that jesus came and loved me it wasn't when i had it all together and when i was perfect because i'm still not perfect come on and so i still shouldn't be eligible for god's love if it was about perfection but i'm so glad that when i was a sinner that i when i was sinking deep in sin that when i was far from god and somebody here today you might feel like you're not worth it you might feel like you're not worthy but i just want to call you to the cross this morning i just want to call you to the love of god jesus died for your sins before you could even recognize him jesus died for your sins before it would even make sense to you and so i want you to understand that he loves you with an everlasting love and that if you would give your heart to him that if you would give your life to him that he will give you new life come on somebody though it's not our job to set up barriers but we are to be protective of god's house and god's people and walk in power and authority so i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm finished Uh, there's so much more that i wish that i could say but i just want to challenge you around the importance of making sure that this house is a house this is a house that is that is focused and that is that is that is zealous about god's house and which is his people and and that wherever we are that we make it our desire and we make it our goal to make sure that we are protective of god's house